welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Collins. I am the partner who heads up the abuse team at Hugh James, and I'm joined for this podcast by my colleague, Danielle Vincent. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Alan. In this podcast, we are going to be talking about abuse on pornographic websites. That's pretty um loaded, of course, but we have discussed in previous podcasts the popularity of websites such as OnlyFans and Pornhub. And Danielle and I decided that this needed a further conversation, hence this podcast. So as we know, there's a huge demand when it comes to pornographic websites. We know that because of all the media coverage. So Danielle, Can you update our listeners on the latest developments concerning the risks of abuse and the relationship of that risk with pornographic websites? Yes, so this is one that we decided to talk about really because it's hit the headlines in the last few months. I mean, OnlyFans has become quite popular because there's been a number of reality stars saying, you know, they're earning good salaries from it. But with anything, there's always a shadowed side I guess and so in the last couple of weeks a story has come out by somebody who is in you know showbiz who has said that she's discovered that there's images and videos of her on OnlyFans that she one didn't consent to being videoed at the time so it was done without her knowledge and then two it was uploaded now I don't know really anything about how the the logistics of OnlyFans work. And I know that yourself and Felina had a chat about this, about who actually owns the images. But from my understanding, once images were on this website, they couldn't be shared. But when this story hit the headlines, basically the video was then sent around on WhatsApp and other different media forms of sharing this video. So not only was it not on OnlyFans anymore, but it was basically doing the rounds of somebody doing a sexual act that she didn't consent to being filmed or being shown. Well, that creates a whole number of issues and questions. For me, my principal concern is that all of this adds a sense of normality. So I think our colleague Felina and I have discussed this before, but you can see on mainstream media aspects of this, which gives a certain sense of normalization so i think we've spoken about a television series in the united states where i can't remember the name of the program now it doesn't matter but basically it showed a middle class lad in his late teens taking what is described as a dick pic and then sending it to a fellow student using his iphone who then duly comes over to his home And while mum and dad are out, you know, they have sex in his bedroom. So that obviously has a certain allure, a certain appeal for viewers. And, you know, it just sort of demonstrates, well, this is what you do. This is how you behave. 
So that's the context, I think, for a lot of what is happening. And of course, if you then have showbiz people sharing their stories about, you know, very sensitive images and um, videos and photos and so on being shared deliberately or not deliberately or whatever, that just adds to the normalization, which makes it all very complicated in trying to understand well, has a crime been committed here? Has some kind of civil wrong been committed here? Has the law been broken? It all starts to become potentially very foggy, very opaque, and it's difficult for everybody to try and work out what's right, what's wrong. Am I being a bit of a Puritan about all of this? Um, is this all a bit prudish turning your nose up at it? You know, or is it really wrong and needs to be stamped out or what? It, you know, it creates a whole host of I think, ethical dilemmas, legal dilemmas, moral dilemmas, and so on. I mean, the difficulty is now, especially for teenagers who, you know, everybody has a mobile phone now when you're much younger than, you know, you or I, Alan. You know, when I was at school, you didn't have an iPhone where you could take a picture and then within seconds it could be shared with hundreds of people. And we've discussed numerous times revenge porn. We've discussed the the Naked Truth campaign about threats to send images. So there's a lot of information that we've already discovered, um, you know, and discussed previously. But my concern is with things like OnlyFans, will it encourage other, you know, younger people to sign up to these sites because again whilst this is recording we're in COVID lots of people have lost their jobs there's money struggles and there's just got to be safeguarding that someone a company as big as OnlyFans is ensuring that the people that are in these videos you know consent and of you know legal age to consent is the other you know major concern of this because We've got this one very big reality star, and that's why this has come out. And she's saying, this is me in this video, and I didn't consent to it. And the video wasn't taken down immediately, you know, and she had the power and backing of a legal team and agents and things like that to help her. But if you are an individual, for example, and your your partner's taken a video of you and you know you don't know your legal rights and you're trying to contact a big company to say, this is me, please remove it. You know, it must be very, very distressing. Very distressing and can cause an enormous amount of damage. And I don't think people realise how much damage they are doing to the victim and potentially the damage that they're going to do to themselves because there are laws out there. Criminal offences can be committed and the consequences could be severe. But looking at the, the victim in all of this for the moment, you know, the the amount of distress could be unimaginable and the psychological damage that could be inflicted, you know, could be measurable. You know, the consequences for the individual are, you know, potentially very severe. And, um, you know, the cases that we deal with, we see how people can be affected for life. Yeah, because it's not just, you know, in that moment, you know, there could be huge impacts. But again, even if these images say, surface years later you don't know whether that person has moved on who you know in different relationships may have children that there's got to be a huge amount of accountability I think of these sites that upload these images to verify that there's consent yeah and you know they are aware that there's a huge appetite that's the right word demand for all of this and um, people can see how they can 
make money, if not some kind of career, out of all of this. Yeah, and you can see how it has an attraction from all angles. Well, while we were researching this podcast, there was also Pornhub, you know, that's a name that's quite well known. And um, at the time of, you know, us recording this, they originally had, I think, 13 million videos and they had to do a review and had to remove 10 million you know, so that's a significant amount because they couldn't verify that there was consent or that the people in those videos were of legal age. Yeah. Whatever it may be in, in the world. And, you know, when you think 10 million videos have to be removed, that is a substantial amount. Substantial is extraordinary, isn't it? And of course, age of consent can vary from one country to another. You know, extremely thorny legal issues there just on that basis alone, you know. Is this person 18? Is he 16? Is she 18? Is she, is she 16? Whatever, you know, you just think, well, you know, how on earth are you going to unravel all of that? So, yeah, extraordinary. And also the other thing that it touched upon is potential trafficking with Pornhub, whether, you know, when we talk about consent, the individuals in these photos, whether they're under duress and, and things like that. So, you know, Pornhub, I think, are really looking into this seriously now because I think two of their sponsors pulled out because of, of the findings well on that somber note i hope this podcast was of interest to our listeners as always if you have concerns about this podcast or any of our other podcasts then please do not hesitate to get in touch with us and speak to us in confidence if you wish if you have any thoughts or questions again please do get in touch with us if you have any suggestions for future podcasts we'd be pleased to hear from you so thank you for listening Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.